Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to the Woodbird Theater. We now present Off Book. Off Book. fluffiest pillow where are your slippers what are you wearing call the, call the dog into the room write us a letter tell us what you're wearing and it better be something loungy it better be silks get your finest silks in here this is off book the improvised musical podcast lounge january episode two lounge january that one is just mckenna that lounge lizard over there is zach reno <laughs> i want to go again that lounge a uh, lava lamp is <laughs> Jessica McKenna. A bloop, a bloop. Did you sell enough magazines in seventh grade to earn me as a prize? You know, there were, there were. Yes, I did. Scott says he did. I'm so oh. not used to this. I just nodded like I don't have a microphone, but I think I do. You do have a microphone. That voice that you're hearing right there. Hey, that's Scott Passarella, King of Pianists, Pianists of Kings. I'm in loungewear and a beanbag chair. And he's on a microphone. Uh, Will, I was a lounge lizard. You're a lounge lava lamp. Scott is a lounge, lounge llama. A lounge llama. A lounge llama with a lavalier <laughs> microphone. Uh, if you invented a lounge lavalier in which you could like loosely hang out and not have a crackling sound on your microphone, you'd make millions of dollars. Just saying. That would be great. Yeah, please, please call to fan art. Call to fan art. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> We're we're having we're having trouble getting down to business because we are in a lounge right now. And but just so we're just a quick reminder for anyone, Jess is fully reclined <laughs> on a couch in her living room. Just for a quick reminder, this is our book. We have just gone independent. We're launching our full independent. Ooh, I'm really hearing that pop now that I took this microphone away so I can be close to it. Anyway. Our full independent launch is happening at the beginning of February, so for the rest of January. This is Lounge January where we hang out and do con- we use vibes like that. I will say, Zach, we've been on a journey where forever I say, and Zach is quiet for some reason. I really think your pop filter just makes you so much quiet. I think you can maybe just scoot it. I'm just... I'm just, try, just a, try, a, try a small scoot. A sm- how's that? 
And now say something with do a Peter Piper picked a peck of Peter pick- Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. It's still pretty poppy. I mean, little, Zach is always going to sound poppy, you guys. There's nothing to be done about it. Nice. I have I have a pop tone. Right? He's a poppy boy. <laughs> I'm a poppy boy. Uh, I'm a poppy poppy. I'm not going to lie to you both. I've been watching the Trolls show for, I think, like nine straight months show, like with my kid. And I just realized that the lead is named Poppy. Because they're pop trolls. Because he's into pop. Took me this How's long. this in terms of being quiet? Is this That's still... great. I like I it. Know. I'm just going to get up on it then. That's a fun show. I think of it as the show that I've done one million voiceover auditions for and never booked. <laughs> <laughs> the, tr- the troll you know, show. Um, I started, uh, I, I had my very first um, video game job last year for VO, and I'm like, never gonna do that again because you don't get any residuals oh right it's just a full buyout yeah and i was like wait i thought we fixed that because i remember sag uh went on strike about that a was few like years do ago. not do video games yeah. and so i thought i thought oh it's not as good a residuals as tv and radio and things but it's like there's some there's yeah there's, there's actually there's not, not. and in my 10 i don't know eight years of having a voiceover agent i do like thousands of auditions a year yeah and i usually skip over video i like skip i'm a i don't do them all because sometimes i'm like oh i don't think because there's thousands because there's thousands of them and now i'm like it's gonna be a hard no from me on all video on all video games because that's not money that's worth it question is your nda lifted can you say what game it is or not yet oh um I think I can. Okay. I think I got an email that was like, "I'll bleep this if we turns okay. out later." That I um, I'm a I'm a, a standard young teenageish boy in the Fallout edition. Whoa! Nice. <laughs> Wait. Wait. The, the Fallout, Fallout edition. Well, it's so, not so, a full. You know, it's like a it's an a, it's a download extension. Oh, gotcha. Okay. The Fallout expansion. Expansion. Thank okay. you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, it's not like a full, like, f- it's not like Fallout 7 or whatever. It's For an expansion sure. on the current, uh, on current, on new, whatever new, whatever Fallout, Fallout is. it is. I just really wanted, and the thing that was tickling me, and I think also Scott, is that I want to play Fallout, Fallout Edition. <laughs> right, the, the way it was intended Fallout. to be played, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is our mailbag episode where mail person Stacy actually collected a bunch of um, m- mails from you that you you sent the mails on the internet and they got them and they brought them to us. So thank you so much for sending them. A couple of uh, new house rules that I'm putting in place in terms of the mail bag. Um, we're not going to say your last names because we didn't tell you we were going to say your last names or not. So if you want us to say your last name in the future, let us know. For now, we're not going to do it. And the only other rule is let's just have fun out there. You know, let's just have fun out there. I don't know that we're going to get to them all, but we'll, the ones that we don't, we'll still have. And um, thank you for your question. Oh, the other thing is we will probably skip over the nice compliments that you wrote us in the emails. Um, we'll probably <laughs> just get to the actual questions. Jess is going to read the compliments. Uh, you heard it here um, first. Zach Reno never reads your comments, never reads the compliments, just skips them oh over. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm skipping them over. I'm my voice, not in my heart. I'm going to cement you two as a negative presence, even though it doesn't serve you well in any way that's true i mean I, I am i think classically a negative presence towards you scott in terms of like our band dynamic we have worked out a real antagonist like dynamic which is absolutely unfounded i love zach and jess so very much uh i love scott too but he does fuck up our recording <laughs> all, the, all the time i mean i'm doing it on purpose but you know 
don't tell them. We're, ha- we're happy to have you on mic today, Scott. I'm, I'm delighted and honored to sit amongst you. Thank you. This is so fun. I'm so excited to answer some of these questions. Me too. Let's start with one. Let's start with one of the first questions. Great. This question comes to us from Laura. Thanks, Laura. So excited you're doing a mailbag episode. I'm a huge fan of the pod, so I'm supposed to skip this. And you both. Oh my gosh, I'm so lo- this is so sweet. And I'm curious as to who your biggest influences are: comedy, music, improv. Also, what do each of you consider to be the funniest episode of Off Book you've ever done? Now, I'm going to tell you right now, Laura, that last question is basically impossible to answer. I have some uh, I have some faves, but we've done 184 of these, and that's just the ones that we've recorded. So, like... I Yeah, I think I remember breaking... Uh, Maybe Taco Bell in terms of like I really the lo- on stage yeah, one with like, Gabrus and Betsy. Yeah, I really like broke and laughed so much. I think the other Gabrus episode really broke me. And then the Taryn Killam. I don't know if I actually think it's the funniest or if I was just so satisfied by Beans, Kippers, and Mash and how it like played. Oh, man, I love Beans, Kippers, and Mash. Uh, I will say there is something about being in a live show. Yeah, where it feels like you're laughing along with the audience as opposed to just in a room with five people and like is this funny i don't i think maybe it is it's easier to remember if they're funny because you have people there saying it is funny with their laughs um so i think there might be funnier episodes but i can't remember them because there were no uh (laughs) external forces telling me that it was funny yeah i will tell you that we did there there is a scene in the episode with uh and this is just one that I'm remembering recently with uh, Nick Weiger and Heather Campbell, where there's like a bomb and they keep, we were trying to get it like off of a helicopter and characters kept bringing it back onto the helicopter. Yes. And I, uh, I thought that was very funny. I don't know if it's, I don't know what my funniest episode is. I, I, I do. I mean, I think this largely depends on like, again, as, as Jess said, like, what can you remember? And my answer is like, I don't know what the funniest is. I know a moment I remember of the 200 plus episodes where I will be honest, am never fully paying attention to the dialogue and lyrics as much as the music. So how, how could you? How uh, could you? The funniest notes you guys have ever sung. Okay. Um, Jess, you had this E flat in this song that was in G minor that was such a good tempo and it was yeah, such a funny a, swing. That's, a, that's a mystery. You don't really, uh, you don't really expect that. No, that was a there. move and a half, man. Thank and you so much, and I just appreciate the game recognized game of that compliment. <laughs> Word, uh, and Zach, just I have to say, like your vibrato variations, you know, you know the ones. Come on, come oh, on. Oh yeah, the funny, the funny, that. the funny ones. That was a really the funny one. choice. Uh, every time, I loved it. Thank you. Yeah. Now the others have this question: Who are your biggest influences for comedy, music, improv? Um. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, there's the obvious ones for me, which are Weird Al, Lonely Island, Tenacious D, and South Park are sort of the mm. pillars of my weirdly musical. And when I'm talking South Park, I'm talking specifically about South Park, the musical, bigger, longer, uncut, which is I have very sort of visceral memories of watching with my dad when I was like probably too young to watch this thing. And just remember, like, uh, I laughed harder at the opening number of that. Or no, sorry, the second number that the Canadians sing called Uncle Fuck. <laughs> I am a this show would be very different if I had recorded it when I was 13. I would like to think that my comic sensibility has changed somewhat. But it would be it would be a lie to say that that wasn't huge. And Tenacious D is sort of the logical extension of that. Man, Jack Black's voice. We talk about this all the time. The, the dude can sing. Yes. Mm hmm. Maybe my favorite voice on the planet. 
as you're saying this, I'm realizing I don't think that I'm that influenced or inspired by other musical comedy as much as I am music and comedy. And comedy. Yeah. Um, so I think comedy wise, nothing bigger than the Simpsons. And I think music wise, I think I'm always, I want to, I'm like chasing the lyrical complexities of Sondheim, which I'll obviously never do improvised or none. But I think I like Sondheim musicals the best. And so it's like if the Simpsons and Sondheim made. That's Jessica. That's wow. Me. Two Jessica, genius Jessica properties. Jessica is, is the Simpsons Sondheim of Jessica is two things that are seminal and beloved and thought of as incredible. And Whereas yeah, I she stands the, by it. I am the musical <laughs> Kiss of the Spider Woman and the TV show How I Met Your Mother, both of which are fine. <laughs> No, I think I think it's cool that you have music comedy influences, um, but but, but I don't you think were, I do as much. As you were saying that, they're like these are. Well, I, I truly feel like don't know the, if they influence my musical comedy though. I mean, those I are just like things that I like listen. There's to. a difference too between like who influenced you, which is not something you really choose, versus like who you want to say that you emulate, which is always what this question really is. Because if you ask me that, my answer is my my influence is. Uh, the cartoon Me. Puff the Magic Me. Dragon, in which little Jackie Paper and Zach Reno, uh, he plays piano in a big concert hall. And when I was five, I was like, that's why I want to play piano, so I can play piano in a Aww. big concert hall. Little so, Jackie Scott. Uh, yeah, little Jackie Scott, as you can <laughs> Not now. Not Scotty Paper. No, yeah. Little Jackie Piano <laughs> Scott. <laughs> uh, I remember the first time I saw Scott as someone's last name, and it blew my mind the concept that I could have been named Scott Scott. And I, I have the reverse, not. which is young girl's name McKenna. That's got to be weird. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. And I have that with the city of Reno, Nevada. <laughs> you sure do. Um, okay, thank you. I just want to be included so bad. Thank you, Thank you, Laura. You, Laura. For... Maybe we'll roto all also. Or, you know, maybe we'll just only get to three questions. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll roto. I'll do new. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump ahead a little bit uh, in the list. We'll go back and list. But I just want, in terms of content, this question comes from Robert. Thank you, Robert. If you woke up tomorrow next to an exact clone of yourself, would your life become easier or more difficult? Now, I think this question, there's the obvious answer and then there's the deep dive. I think the answer is more difficult, immediately more difficult. Yeah. But I think it's easier depending on how young you are when you get the clone. Like another clone me popping into my adult life is significantly more complicated than a clone four-year-old me popping up. Does that make sense? I think the real line is, do you have a relationship? Because if you don't have a relationship and you're fancy free, I don't think a double's quite as problematic. But then you've got a real issue to discuss. Yeah, because, like, I'm married. So what do I do with this other me that also thinks he's married? Yeah. Who is married? Because he's an exact clone. And do we share a consciousness? Because I'd be like, one of us take care, like... I'm going to go, one of me is going to go live in Ireland and one of me is going to keep hustling here, but I'd like for us to share. To share it all, but I think that's not clones, right? right. That's Dr. Manhattan. Well, get me some of that. Yeah. that. So the answer to your question, Robert, is we I want think, neither. We want to be Dr. Manhattan. I'd like to be Dr. <laughs> Manhattan. I don't know what that is, but I'd like that. And yeah, I don't think, I think it would make my life harder. I, I mean, who watches The Watchmen? Not Jessica McKenna. No. Seen Watchmen. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Um, that's okay. That's a great question. I love that question. I love that question. 
but I don't know what to do with my clone who has all of my thoughts, but I don't, I'm not privy to them. I mean, actually, I would say like if that happened to me and I was the clone who'd woke up, I'd be like, so who's on the night shift? Like, I'd actually be cool with it, I think. I would work it out. Because I, I know think me. the fact that you would be able to use a clone to help take care of a small child is helpful. Yeah. I the, think especially during quarantine times, I don't have enough that I'm, like, juggling that requires, like, scheduling. I re- It's more just about mental capacity is my only juggling. So it's a little more like, yeah, I don't know what I'd do with this clone. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Off Book's going to have a lot more harmonies when we all that's wake up true. with clones. Now, that's <laughs> true. And for that reason, it might be worth it. It also might be fun to just see if I could make one of my selves try to get really jacked. If I was like, actually, all you have to do is be oh. as f-. So then I could see what our ceiling is. Because sometimes I'm like... Maybe I'm just not even designed to be a jacked person. Mm-hmm. You know, I spent a year trying to do a single pull-up. But maybe if a clone me, I was like, all you do is try to do a pull-up. Yeah, I like multiplicity, Jessica, much better, yeah. where there's, like, different versions of you. That's a great question. Let's let's do another one. Let's do another question. This one's from Michael. Michael and Matt basically asked the same question, if you want to read, the, read, read those, Jess. Um, hi, Michael and Matt. My question for you is this. What do Jess, Zach, and the Off-Book Orchestra do during intermission? While we're learning about promo codes for websites and mattresses, are they drinking water, sharing secrets, calling their parents, ordering food, doing last-minute rewrites back two, or do they momentarily cease to exist? What a quandary. Thank you for all you do, Stacy. Thank you for the shout-out to Stacy. And then, yes, Matt asked um, us basically the same question. Um, so, yeah, I will give... Uh, we cease to exist, huh? I'll give the truthful answer, which is if it's a guestless episode, we probably take a no time at all potentially someone needs to get a drink of water or go to the bathroom if we have a guest we do usually take a longer break there to sort of um encourage the guest tell them they're doing great maybe clarify some things for the guest uh say like hey that was awesome so we have so far jeremy todd and lincoln are all zach's character we'll like (laughs) (laughs) we will it's truly like here are the names of the people that we have come up with but that's basically it yeah we we don't take much of a break unless someone needs it um, and those breaks are different if there's a guest there. Mm-hmm. Um, or unless the whole system has crashed and burned and we have to come that's back like true. two days In quarantine later. Times, quarantine, oftentimes we take this to do a full reset because the something internet... Something has broken. <laughs> that's yeah. very true. That's a great question, though. Um, here's one from Danny. Danny asks, from the live shows I've listened to, you guys this usually open laugh. it by saying that when musical improv is bad, it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I believe we, uh, yes, we have said that multiple times. Would you be willing to share one of the live improv experiences you had where things just didn't go the way you wanted? Have you ever been able to really turn a show around when it started out poorly? That's um, a great question. I, we've both been a part of ton some truly stink bombs, but I think like more so for maybe just some like I more like just mediocre shows. The thing is that by the time that Jess and I started doing off book, we had done hundreds and hundreds of improv shows in other capacities. And I think that the more you do shows, the way lower your capacity to like fully bomb goes down i'm trying to think of the last time it was like a full like nothing redeemable i felt awful about it yeah that's hard to remember i feel like sometimes it's uh maybe like if there was a small house yeah and so you're not getting the energy or like uh 
I feel like when Baby Wants Candy first started doing more regular shows at Sunset, maybe our houses weren't that great because we were Friday and we were more expensive. And it would be sometimes you just didn't have that energy. And so you'd feel and if you got like a weird title that was hard to navigate, you'd be like, uh, this feels like we're pushing something up a hill. <laughs> but I will say, and this is a little bit uh this is rude of me, but I'm going to say it anyway. When we say that at the beginning of the show, we are generally not talking about shows that we have done. We are talking about <laughs> no. We are talking literally. about musical improv that we have watched other people do. Oh my gosh, that is a little rude. That's no, a little you can rude say it because that was the words that were going to come out of my mouth. Zach was that I was going to clarify, listeners at home, the, a lot of the shows they are talking about, they are not necessarily participants <laughs> in, but these will still be musical improv shows, quote unquote. That is. Uh, um, Oh my gosh, you two are two rude dudes right now. Uh, I'm a rude dude. And I let me yeah. let me let me secondarily say I teach a lot of people who are new at yes. this. And so like it would be wild if they were not doing shows yeah. that were like basically people working through stuff on its feet. That's what practice is literally for. I would say that since the two of you have done so much more like coaching and accompanying for a variety of teams in like the process of their development, you have seen also way more bad musical improv. I, I, I will say, yes, I have seen, I've like, seen way less because <laughs> I don't watch it. <laughs> no, yeah. And you know what? Good on you. You're not missing anything other than some people beginning are actually really good for beginning. And then some people who've been doing it for a long time are actactually not very good for how long they've been doing it. And that is how it goes. Well, it's also one of those things that once it's something you've dedicated a ton of time to and you've invested a lot of work and effort you can see through stuff so quickly i mean i remember even my voice teacher growing up was like it's hard for me to listen to singers because all i can hear is like yeah. how they're not breathing mm. right so it is one of those things of like the more expert you become at something the closer to expertise you become the less it, it's it's not as easy to enjoy someone who's just trying and i think because we know uh, my pet peeve is meandering songs. That's the that's the one that like gets me uh like hot under the collar. Is it, it that that gets me angering? Yeah, it's Sorry. meandering. Very good. They can't you. decide the songs that can't decide sort of like what they're about and keep changing yeah. and what. And now I will say a band in structure that we could do one of those right now that would be fun because we're very because we're fun. <laughs> and, I think Gosh. We should, and I think we should do one right now. Great. about a kite is that it has a tail and other things have tails like animals and coins but i'm not talking about that i'll never return to that observation would you like to buy a kite from me it is Why do you accept francs? That's not a currency anymore. I accept francs because I collect things from the time before. And my bank is a French bank. 
that weirdly does accept frogs. Are frogs the French currency or am I wrong? No, they are. They just now only use the euro. The euro. The, the euro. euro. In the European Union, they use the, the euro. The, the euro. euro. Don't make that a chorus. So <laughs> we're just two kite salespeople, and it's a windy day. Hold on, you were talking about animals with tails. But I I'm... said I would never return to but that. But I didn't say I would never return to that. Okay, good. I guess we disagree. Kangaroos, kinkajous, komodo dragons, and bats. Oh, I need to tie my shoe. But if I tie my shoe, will this guy collect me too? Why does he collect things from the past? Is that something that will last? Will he collect me too? Because my store is closing And that's why I'm invested in selling this kite What's your store? Does your store sell kites? Or is it a different kind of store? It sells all kinds of things with tails But I won't talk about the other things with but, tails But I will They are the world's Wait. largest rodent. What? Oh no. I'm realizing that the wind stopped blowing. Oh no. The wind stopped blowing. So now we're both out of business. And that's the kind of song Jessica hates. <laughs> We're gonna get people being like, "Do more songs like that." Too I, bad we won't. No, I mean they they can be funny, but they take like sure. and they can be fun, but uh, especially when you're trying to hook in with other people, it's like, oh, that can be really hard. Yeah, they they can be dangerous to a plot, also. <laughs> yeah, they're really dangerous to a plot because they take up time and don't do anything. Oh, and my favorite part of all of those is as an accompanist sitting back and going like, what did you just say? I'm yes. sorry, I wasn't fully paying attention. Is that really, really important? Oh, God help me. Uh, it's exactly. very it's very scary for me to listen to. Yeah, it's hard, for, it's hard for the accompanist, too, because they can't hook into like, oh, okay, we're building. And this is how you get into shows where you have songs that are like eight minutes no, and accomplish man. nothing. I need like, the, you have your mind set on you or like you know viva la resistance like one concept is good for me for yes. three minutes that's fine um this is a great quick question from craig okay craig what's up how often do you think about the moon uh lately uh nightly because every night when it gets dark my daughter will turn to me and go no moon because the moon hasn't been out lately and she is pissed about it and she thinks it's my Aww. fault she is mad at me because the moon is not out i know it comes up like later but i'm not keeping her up till like 11 or whenever it's coming out so the answer is all the time i wink at the moon most times i see it because <gasps> someone told me that that's what lance lance armstrong did um do you mean neil armstrong cute. 
I mean Neil Good. Armstrong. Um, because I don't, I don't mean, want I don't, you emulating. I don't mean defamed, so defamed <laughs> cyclist Lance I also, I, I just like breezed over that because I'm trying to read ahead these questions. But <laughs> I um, think about the moon. I think I've, t- uh, I like the moon a lot. I have, um, my watch has a moon phase on it. Uh, but I don't want to go to the moon because I'm too scared of space. Um, no, thank you. Aliens specifically, yes. Well, I, I don't. I'm a, yeah. I'm scared of aliens, but I'm also scared of the void. The e- void is big. Here's is the thing about yeah. the void. And I, but I do like the moon, and I like when it's full. And here's what I love about it: no matter how good our cameras get, we just cannot capture that bad boy. No, it's too far. Here's a question for you: How much do you think disgraced bicyclist Lance Armstrong thinks about the moon? I think he <laughs> thinks about the moon a lot. Sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Can we? Yeah, do go care? ahead. What's wrong, Lance? What's wrong, Lance? Harumph, harumph. Why are you harumphing in your bicycle pants? You know that I've done some wrong, but there's one thing that helps me still live strong. The moon doesn't know I took performance-enhancing drugs. The moon doesn't know my truth. But then tonight I thought, what if it did? What if the moon knows? I'd say to you, the moon doesn't care if you did steroids. Really? The moon doesn't care if you use blood with more oxygen. Do you think so? The moon's so far away that our day to day, no time soon will it care the moon. When I was a young lad training on my bike, I had one wish when I would ride at night. What was it? The echoes of a coach spun around my head. And that simple phrase that he once said when he said, shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land amongst the stars. Which is generally strange because the moon is closer than all All the stars. But whether you shoot at the moon and if you hit the moon or miss the moon out there at the end of the day, the moon doesn't fucking care. The moon doesn't care. The moon doesn't know that I miss Cheryl Crow. Doesn't know that I'm obsessed with the band Toto. The moon doesn't know, it just shines its glow. What was your relationship with Cheryl Crow? We dated at I my didn't peak. know that you dated Cheryl Crow, but the moon also didn't know that you dated Cheryl. 
So lay your head down to rest and don't worry to and fro. Thank you, Michael Phelps. <laughs> swim away, swim away, I'm a big long weirdo. <laughs> the famous Michael Phelps catchphrase. <laughs> swim away, swim away, I'm a big long weirdo. Please stop running on the pool deck. We're nervous about you. Be We're careful. nervous about you. Okay, I have one. <laughs> this one's from Claire. Thank you, Claire. I, like many sleepy babies, believe Zach and Jess to be perfect. Oops, I read a compliment. <gasps> Didn't mean to, but I did it. Uh, but I'd love to hear about any sort of flaws they might have with the full understanding that they're still perfect and that flaws aren't really flaws, but I think you know what I mean. Claire, you want us to, you, you want the, the wow. tea? You want us to say wh- how we're bad humans. Oh, my god! The stuff that we hide from Claire, you. Claire, of course. Claire, of course we'll air all our dirty laundry right here. Um. Okay, so I am too competitive. Is it? <laughs> I had a thought that was so poisonous and such a bad idea. Was, which was naming the... each other's flaws? Oh, my oh gosh, geez. Yeah, just a huge diss track. <laughs> <laughs> He laughs menacingly. I think that's oh not how, God. like, I don't think the Wu-Tang Clan has ever done, like, let's just do a, like, rap where we just, like, shit on each other. Well, I think we should let other yeah. people, other people, like, if we're going to do this to other people, we should know what it feels but like Zach, when we do. But, Zach, I think you would know that that would be the first one I would say about me. It was, yes. So, uh, I, which I would. No, we could list the things that we think, I could list the things that you think are your I flaws. don't know that I could. Do the same for No, because I, I think I'm perfect. Uh, uh, hubris, ego. Ego are mine. Um, um, no, no, I I'll, think I'll that, do a legit answer on that. Like, fear of failure is like a yeah, huge sure. weighing thing, I think. That's a big one. Yeah. I don't, that's not really a flaw, though, Scott. That's human. Okay, yeah. And I would also like to like comment back on like being afraid of going to the moon or being afraid of heights or like large animals. Like, I'm so mad when people are like, I have a fear of heights. I'm like, yeah, because you'll die if you fall. That's not a fear. That's normal life, man. Yeah. Uh, well, you'll I hear to hear. Like, if you're like fear, six inches, is the maybe... fear can overtake you from trying things that are worth trying. Here, Fair. here are some here are some flaws for me. I um, I can be a little bit of a control freak sometimes, particularly with people that I don't know very well. Not as much of a problem with Jessica because I, <laughs> I know, trust I like, her. Because I trust I her. Really and she's to, very, very funny. <laughs> I was trying to think about that. I was like, I mean, I know you like being controlled in some situations, but you're also good at like acquiescing and and not being in control. But only to people who I trust. And I think, and someone else asked a question about how do Jess and I keep up our creative partnership. And I think that one of the, and I'll try to find that so I can read it later. But one of the huge things is that in this field specifically, like comedy is so subjective that a lot of times Jessica will have an idea that I would never have because we have different brains and maybe it wouldn't resonate as something that is super funny to me. But because I think she is super funny, I just trust that like the world will think it is funny. And that like just comes from us working together for a very long time like a lot of the things that she thinks are super funny i also like we have a huge venn diagram overlap and can i speak to that because i have worked with zach i think uh probably like two years before zach uh before jess and i started working together and i was sort of used to i was like oh i get what zach's style is and i did not uh like recognize jess's style at first and then i was like oh 
I don't understand what move you're making right now, but I know you're going to pay it off later. And it is that very fun thing where I'm like, ooh, ooh, I get to, like, let the trust take hold uh, and not know where I'm going until Jessica tells her, like, me. I'm like, oh, God, cool reveal. It's very fun. and I've loved that. Thanks, Scott. That's a cool, mm. that's a cool insight. Um, Yeah, well, let me just go back for a second and say I'm too competitive. That's number one flaw. Um, and, uh, I think I'll do another one. We'll rotate. We'll give you two. That's my most uh, significant flaw. I mean, I think I can be a perfectionist and I can be uh, controlling as well. And, um, they're all, all of that comes from like the same sort of too fast. You're too fast at running. (laughs) It comes from the same sort of batch of like being, uh, sometimes too obsessed with, uh, winning, um, and, and then I think, yeah, keeping that the partnership question side of it is. Um, uh, I can say just watching from the outside, you two like actually uh, nurture a good friendship and relationship as well as like business partnership. And I think I, that's I think we super have a, crucial. I think we have, a, we have a very healthy working relationship. Yes. That, that allows for us to like be honest with stuff that we like, stuff that we, we don't like is all brought to the table through the lens of like. But I love and respect you. you. So, so like, yes. that's I mean, never I think, the issue. I think that also we like the directions that each other pulls us. Like, I like that Zach will make our stuff uh, maybe sometimes a little bit bolder, um, sometimes a little more high concept. And then I think similarly. I think, and Jess pulls us away from being like edgy for the sake of edgy to make sure that things are like grounded that they have heart and that we're not doing like shock humor which if you listened to my sort of list of uh comic inspirations and there's also i think especially now that it's uh you know in its third and a half year off book is a little bit more of a playground where we have like found what an off book episode feels like and we both get to like color in the ways that we like within those lines like this is the time that I get to you know flex the side of me that like wishes it was just on Broadway this is the time that like we can just be more ephemeral and say like this now we recognize that the episodes could be edited so we try to still have like our heads conscious about what we're putting out there we're a lot more prescriptive when we're writing something together oh yeah so i feel like you're aware uh if your main awareness is like off book of the zach and the jess relationship you're hearing us in actually i think our most organically melded but we still both have our own sandboxes and then when we're writing it's sometimes a little bit more of like hey i think you need to uh, come around on this idea because otherwise it'll never sell or I think you need to <laughs> your idea is too weird they can't all be the highest concept things you've ever thought of in your life I mean I didn't mean for that to feel so specifically <laughs> I just mean you do the same thing to me where you're like I think this character needs to make more sense this way and I'm like okay yeah you're right yes, we 100%, 100%. Yeah. I'm just I know that also my inclination is when we're writing like an idea to sell it's like what if they were all foxes but also it's the wild west Yes, um, yes, yes. And which is, you know, the target market for that is just, you know, me and only me. By the way, I found it. It's The question was from Matt, who asked a question about enjoy, saying he liked our chemistry and wanted to know what the key to a successful creative partnership is. And I think it is um, 
it's you know it's honesty and kindness everything should be through a lens of kindness when you're working with someone else and also just on the practical side i read tom lennon and ben grant's book uh about how to write movies for profit oh fun and profit it's a great it's book. a great book and there's and i t- i take not that much from it uh all the time because it's a lot of like actually really really savvy industry stuff but one big like macro note is like there are two of you you should work like there are so zach and i are big on dividing and conquering in the like whole scape of all the things that we do which i think is also a way to keep it healthier because we're not always like hovering over the other one's shoulder can you imagine like, that would drive me <laughs> nuts so i think that also gives us time to like okay i kind of took a pass on this and i feel good about it and let me send it back to you um and then yeah i think yeah, we, we brainstorm together and then we write separately and then we do passes on each other's works. And I think that's because you should be writing twice as fast if there's two of you. Yeah, you're, you you're splitting the money and glory. So you should be splitting the work in time. It should be half as much time. Yeah, that's <laughs> just a practical thought on partnerships. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You want to get into some of these KMFs, or as I uh, as I always knew them, FMKs. Whoa! They were that game has always been fuck Mary kill for me. Whoa, wow! Um, um, Scott, yeah. no for you. This no is man, a, re- a regional California difference. Man, if you're gonna whisper like a game name to a kid, you do not want to lead with a swear, man. You have to oh, insert that. Oh, yeah. Actually, right, no, no. in your doc, you <laughs> yep. have neither version. You do not have the version that I do, which is I'm KFM kill fuck Mary. KFM. One yeah. of these is a band. Oh. Correct. <laughs> right. It's a radio station for sure. Okay. Um yeah, let's let's do <laughs> let's do Whitney's. Okay. Whitney gives us Taco Bell, 7-Eleven, Jamba Juice. I really oh. like that. Thank you, Whitney. I like that also someone went outside the box and gave us a would you rather. Um, <laughs> yes, I did notice that too. I was like, I don't want to do this. I want to do would you I appreciate rather. it. I mean, I have a very easy answer for this. Go like, for it, bud. Yeah. Uh, kill Jamba Juice. It's lied to me enough times. Uh, mm-hmm. d- d- like, fuck 7 Eleven because, like, it's kind of always been my casual go to. I've walked to far too many of them in my life. 
Uh, and then Mary... Uh, Taco Bell. Taco Bell, unfortunately. But, you know, it's meals, and that's okay, what you need. Okay, this is wild. I think that I'm going to have the same answer as Scott, but with different okay. reasoning. I agree. I okay. think Jamba Juice is a bit of a sham. Get it out of here. Um, and then I think uh, those smoothies are not good for you. <laughs> they have now, I feel like they've done a better job expanding their menu. So modern Jamba has a little bit more of a better offering, but MJJ, that's <laughs> MJJ has some better offerings, but that is a masquerading uh, health store. So no, thank you. And I think I'm going to marry Taco Bell because I legitimately love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck seven 11. Cause you ready for this? <laughs> it's open 24 seven. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're 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 all unanimous here. You kill Jamba Juice, you marry Taco Bell, you fuck Seven Eleven. Nice. Seven Eleven, you dip in. It's got some fun stuff there. Yeah. Will I stay there for a long time? Absolutely not. I have deep concerns about a lot of parts of it, but not so much. Whereas Jamba Juice, which is a straight up liar, it's a, it's liar. a huge red flag. Can't have liars. <laughs> and I do love Taco Bell deeply and uh, consistently over my life. I like this quick question from Josh. Yeah. Karate bird. Is it a big bird situation or is karate bird just a regular bird that knows karate? Give me that deep lore. Well, I would posit, Josh, that a regular bird that knows karate is, in fact, not a regular bird. So <laughs> but starting there, I will tell you that we know we have more questions about karate bird than we have answers. I'm so sorry. I do need to stop you. I think that that means that we are uh, legally obligated to attempt to play the Carl Tart questions rap song about Karate Bird. Okay. All right. Shout out to Carl Tart and E40, <laughs> the original uh, bringers of this glory. Everybody has questions about specifically Karate Bird. Uh. So, is he a big bird? Yes. Can he fly in the sky? Yes. Is he also many birds? Yes. Do we get to know why? No. Does he have feet? Yes. Does he kick really fast? Yes. Does he hide in the sea? No. Can he kick your ass? Yes. Does he have other friends? Yes. Do they pass the torch? No. Will he sip lemonade? No. Can he come to your porch? Yes. Does he play the guitar? No. Can he karate chop very far? Yes. Can he jump over the moon? No. Will he show up at your house soon? Yes. Is he working on the moon? No. He doesn't have that goal? No. When was the first karate bird? Will we ever be told? No. Does he have feathers? Yes. Do many karate birds work together? No. Is there only one? At a time. This is extremely fun. Yes. Okay, so it's like the Highlander. Yes. In that there can only be one. Yes. And does he know karate? Yes. And can he jump over the sun? No. Can he jump really high? Yes. Can he leave the atmosphere? No. Will he ever get to that point? Maybe. Is that future clear? No. Does he have rocket boots? No. If he did, could he jump higher? Yes. Is he afraid of technology? No. Specifically the one that catches fire? No. (laughs) Does he have other pastimes? No. Hobbies? No. Does he have a family? Yes. Where did he come from, though? We don't know. Does he do flips? Yes. Does he do punches and kicks? Yes. Does he do karate tricks? Yes. Does he make a house out of bricks? No. Does he ever sleep? 
Yes. He is a sleepy baby? No. Does he know about us? Yes. But also only maybe? Yeah. Like, does he subscribe? No. Dip in once in a while? Yes. <laughs> More really our friends? Yes. Incredible karate style? Yes. Where did he train? Hmm. Did it come into his brain? Yes. Did he enter a dojo? Yes. Are there more things he knows, though? Yes. Does he know kung fu? Yes. But does he prefer karate? Yes. <laughs> what about taekwondo? Only a little bit when he's feeling naughty. <laughs> karate bird! More questions than answers! Oh, karate bird! worms no he eats them plain yes does he eat anything else yes what other things can you name grains he loves to eat rice yes and lots of other japanese food yes is he japanese yes he's it's karate bird that's right <laughs> yes i said yes yes now it's canon now it's canon and it can't be second guessed Karate Bird is Japanese. Yes. Karate is a Japanese martial art. Yes. Do other people also know karate? Yes. But he happens to be Japanese. Yes. Is Karate Bird male? Yes. This one is. But there have been others back in the long history in biz. Does one Karate Bird kill another Karate Bird or do they just pass the torch? They pass the torch or become reincarnated like the Dalai Lama. Wow. Okay. That's great news. <laughs> that is good to know, and it can never be refused. Karate Bird! Karate Bird! More questions than answers! More questions than answers! Karate Bird! More questions than answers! Karate Bird! Was that useful? I? Say yes. I say yes. Was it perfect? I say yes. Was it all canon until we decide it wasn't? Yeah. Yeah. Andre in Norway asks, if you were gladiators on American gladiators who were all pretty nice and competition always looked friendly, what would you want your gladiator names to be? Oh my gosh. I love that. Now I love uh, Andre has also told us where they are writing from. And yeah. I love that it rhymes. So in the future, if y'all want to do that, I like that. We like that. Are, are either of you familiar with American Gladiators? I mean, really yeah. There yeah, was I a, used to watch it. Absolutely. What are some of their names? Like Blaze. L Turbo, Laser. Ice, they were Challenger. Really, yeah. <laughs> Cannon Arms. I don't know. Wait, I think that's... <laughs> Good. Somewhere between a car name uh, and like a human's name. I think okay, it's mine generally... Is gonna be, mine is going to be Gerald Ford Fiesta. <laughs> Is that good? No, that's not exactly. Right? I should take that metaphor back. That's good. Yeah, I really like our gladiator names having a before and after category on Jeopardy <laughs> aspect. I would yeah, be uh, known for their clever names, American gladiators. That's um, Reginald Eclipse. <laughs> Reginald Eclipse. They're usually one word, Zach. Okay. I can't um, be Reginald Eclipse. Yeah, you I think can. you have like a three syllable. I need you all to help me because this is not my sort of realm of expertise. I'll put it to you this way. If you couldn't chant it simply in a crowd, you're not going to pass as an American gladiator. It's hard gladiator. to chant Reginald Eclipse. Reginald yeah. Eclipse doesn't have quite the bounce you need. Yeah. I think three or four syllables is like mm. the max for a gladiator. 
Um, Which is okay. odd for a four-syllable title. What about hibiscus? Is that good? Sure. Hibiscus. I, hibiscus. I don't think I want that one. No. I'll, th- I'll keep thinking. Um, okay. Also, I always used to think that the little baton things that staffs that they fought with looked like Q-tips. I, um, always, uh, I always liked names like Vector, ones where you yeah. were like, it sounds good, and I don't know what that means. So yeah. Radius. I'm going to assume. Apex. That, yeah. There we, I'm going I'm to assume Vector hasn't been taken, and I'm going to go with. pretty good. It Vector's sounds good. good. Yeah. Vector's good. Um. I'm going to go... I will claim victory. There, I'm see? Gonna, it's written itself. Yeah, that's pretty good. Right. I'm going to go with... Um, spark! <laughs> <laughs> Does it have the exclamation? It, of course. Excellent. I love it. I'm going to go with... Rotunda! Ah. Very, very good. I would buy that SUV so quickly. Andre has a couple other follow-up questions, but... Um, that I feel like Andre, we can't fully get into, but one I do want to. I do want to answer this last one. Yeah, the last one we can for sure. If you could, uh, and by can't fully get into, just for time constraints. Um, I mean, refuse to. <laughs> it's if you could safely or humanely hug one scary animal, crocodile, lion, polar bear. What animal would you hug? And <laughs> I'm gonna go with bear for sure. I don't know what type of bear, but I. Would love to hug a bear, except right here they smell bad. But well, they don't wash a lot. They only wash in rivers and with no soap. No soap for a polar bear. <laughs> uh, Jess, I'm gonna go with you on bear. I would go specifically panda bear, even though like people know, like I guess they're bears, but they seem sort of cuddly. But they're definitely not, and they're dangerous. And I would love for it to just be like, let's fully remove all the danger. Hugging a panda bear, yeah. I do think might be the correct answer. I want to hug a snow leopard. They're That's the a good big, one big too. fluffy cats, and I love them very much. No soap for a polar yeah, bear. Yeah, okay, we got it. Yeah. Scott played no soap yeah. for a polar bear. There's no and cats the in America. <laughs> There's no soap for a polar bear, and the streets are also soap. Yeah. Is a bar of soap, but all I have is a bottle of Coke. <laughs> I am the very model of a dirty, dirty polar bear. <laughs> uh, uh, wait, this is fun, actually. Okay. Okay. New segment that Jess made up just now. It's called "This is Fun Actually." Okay. And uh, fun Scott. actually is all around us. <laughs> I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Um, I, Scott, I want you to. Play for us uh, and shift like you just did and see if we can um, modulate. But you can actually know what song you're playing. You can you play, play real songs. Real songs play but real we'll songs. sing about the soap polar bear. Or we'll sing about silly things, but we'll try to, with our lyrics, make it clear that we know what you've shifted to. Does that make sense? That is, uh, yes, I, I, I will uh, accept your challenge. And if, uh, if I do fun, some actually. sort of thing. We're going to have to take turns and this is going to be a nightmare. 76 polar bears walking out for soap. With 110 penguins right behind. And they are looking for that soap that they can find. And there's no soap there. Uh Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I do know this. fun to watch scott scott, is, scott like, is a brilliant man right now scott is like trying to pull, pull other songs that he and can he's trying do. to like transpose into them which is incredible uh, yeah. hey bears get covered in soap because you're dirty and need to get cleaned off in the minute you let us soap on your skin then you begin to start smelling better 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 better, 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 better. Oh. <laughs> 
God, what was that last one? It's killing me. Uh, it was the start of Little Shop of Horrors, but that's in the what Rocky, I thought. and I figured that's a good place to end it. Oh my gosh. Little that's hard. Yeah. Little Shop prepares to get their soap. <laughs> What but, uh, uh, guys, it was really fun actually. I would like I spend it. a day on Broadway going to different polar bear themed shows <laughs> if it this was is just a good, that. This is a good transition to a question that got asked very early on. This question is from Chloe. Hi, Zach and Jess, longtime listener, lover of musical improv, Animal Crossing confidant. Thanks, Chloe, uh, etc. You two are great. Thanks for making so much delightful content. Oh no, I read a compliment. My question is, what are your favorite musical theater songs to sing? <gasps> Thanks. Oh, I did see this question and I do love it. Okay, mine is an easy one, and I don't think Scott has learned it yet, even though we talk about it all the time. It's Being Alive from Company, and um, he still doesn't know it. Oh, yeah, I have not learned that very, very complicated, like, difficult song uh, by Sondheim, and I would love to learn all the Sondheim songs one day. Are you being sarcastic? Because I think it's actually not that difficult. Is it not? I actually just have, like, completely, like, ignored the fact that any Sondheim song is easy it is a to simpler, learn. It is a simpler song. It's Sondheim a pretty simple song. song. A simpler Sondheim song. A simpler Sondheim song. I mean... Fair. Uh, it's all right. it's pretty easy. I mean, I think it is easy. I have no idea. It probably is not actually, but it's not like a lyrically dense, insanely uh, with a ton of ornamentation. It's pretty like uh, yeah. Dun 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 dun. Somebody hold me too close. Somebody heard me too deep. I mean, he can he knows how to bring it down and and get to the core when he He's needs to. He's breaking it down. Sometimes breaking it. Stephen's breaking it down. Uh, I have a question for you. Why do you know Company so well? Have you watched it multiple times? I was in Company when I was a sophomore. That in is why it is living in a place it's for my you. Favorite. That, yeah, and I uh, unfortunately have not been exposed to it nearly as much. So okay. that is also information I didn't know. I didn't know that you had been in yes. Company. Yes, and for you Company heads out there, I was April. <laughs> Okay, that was yep. April. And for those of you who don't know, um, the company uh, company is a non-lyrical musical, non-linear. Sorry, non-linear no musical. Lyrics. There's no, no lyrics. lyrics. Non-linear musical about uh, Bobby having a surprise 35th birthday, and everyone else in his life are married couples or about to be married couples, and it's about him finally opening himself up to be vulnerable and it's told through comedic vignettes and songs with him and each of the couples and three girlfriends and april is one of the girlfriends but really she's basically just a one-night stand or like a, a hookup buddy she's a flight attendant and when she's like in town um but she basically has a really long monologue about a butterfly which was very fun and we in the version that we did we had um there's a song that's sometimes cut that's just like a dance number and our our Kathy was a good dancer so we put it in and it's while April and Bobby are having sex and I did have to be in my underwear on stage and Ulalu and my parents came out and saw it and it was very uh like hello I'm in college here I am in my underwear it's <laughs> always that college theater moment of yeah. everyone is like in front of their parents but also doing like a sexy scene for yes. the first time we've all been there. now ours was like a imaginative dance one where we were never actually we kissed a little bit and then we get like pulled apart in the dance but I had to still be like you feel so good oh you know like yeah hard, hard to do in front of hard, the fam hard yeah. to do in front of the fam I did a um I was in a uh a repertory production of The Producers. Um, and uh, for those of you that are familiar with the song Keep It Gay, there's just like this parade of men in this. And one of them is a, a, a waiter whose name was Sabu. Uh, and I was basically just like had 
a, a like slit skirt with my ass hanging out, and that was in front of 600 people every night you for a whole summer. You love hanging your ass out. I, that is true. It's something I do all the time. You know me well. Watch Bruce Brothers on Netflix. It's my one comic sort of move that I have. I like to do it in an audition, just sort of like <laughs> let people know. I, I don't want to be naked in TV and film, but I do, and it happens so rarely that I'm even like could go out for a part where it's required, right. but it's always a very funny like i have it as like a hard line with our managers and and so they know there are things that they just don't even submit me for but sometimes when it's like that middle area where they're like okay um this part requires butts butts only and And i'm like butts only is is fine fine. Uh, that's where my line is too yeah butts only and simulate sex for sure but can i have a bra on but then when i did party over here we had this sketch that was just about nicole buyer tricking me and allison rich into being full naked at a spa but then she doesn't do it we all drop our towels at the same time and only allison and i are naked and then she laughs at our little body and (laughs) and for that to happen we had to be in very slim like uh, our color underwear and then just pasties over your nipples and you are like this is nothing this is this is nothing the 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 like the things that film sets do (laughs) to like quote unquote cover up the actors that they're trying to show are nude are laughable. I have to say also they do the sweet thing where they like limit the set so it's only the essential people are there and they're like running you out a towel between every single setup. And you're like, this is taking more time. And you get to a point after like two setups where you're just standing there because you're like, it it doesn't matter. But you do get to a point where you're like, you are just seeing my breast shape. So I don't know what I what am I hiding here with this sticker? sticker. (laughs) I don't really care. (laughs) Like there's only so many times you can have someone rush in and cover you up before. Like the urgency, I think, starts feeling a little It's like, what are we covering the third time? And it's like, I don't care that these 10 people making this show with me see me naked, really. I just don't want it to be like permanently in the world. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'll be naked on set if that's not what's being shot. But it is very funny. For dude, for dudes, they have this like I think the the, the sock, the cock sock yeah. or whatever that is like a literal. It's like a sock, but it's skin colored, and it like cinches around all your all your biz. Sometimes it's attached to like a <laughs> a like plastic waistband that is clear and goes all the way around to hold it up. Sometimes it's not, and it just like cinches in the front. But I will say that the first three things that they gave me for Bruce Brothers all. Uh, we're just like first of all they're all rented from like warehouses Ugh. and stuff so they're all they've been worn by like a hundred people and it's like <laughs> it's a little gross so at a certain point i was just like you know what just watch where the camera is i'm just not gonna <laughs> wear anything just only shoot my butt and we'll be fine yeah. and then we were that's ugh rented cock sock that's Don't the most say. disgusting thing i've ever heard <laughs> yeah, it's a bad it's a bad <laughs> sentence my musical is uh, beauty and the beast i sing songs from that all the time specifically um the beast song has a song called uh if i can't love her that is not in the animated musical but is in the stage musical that's like very pretty that's a good one i love singing along to all co- company and when i first got the dear of an Dear Evan Hansen album, I think for two days straight, just saying waving through the window over it's and over, great. even it's a though great it's exactly sing. where I can't do it because it's like male octave high, oh. especially like if I, it's, it's best if I sing it low because of how high he ultimately yeah, an, goes. An octave up would be wild. Well, I can for a lot of it. And then okay. all this, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but then it gets to a point where you're like, I can't, but if I, when I stay at his octave, 
the um when you're falling in a forest is so low nobody when it first starts when mm-hmm. falling in a forest and there's nobody around does it ever really count or even make a sound when you're falling in a forest nobody around does it ever really crash or even make a sound did i even make a sound did i even make a sound it's like i never made a sound will i ever make a sound on the out i love doing that yeah. in the car <laughs> it's such a good rise it's a brute force key change yeah. and it's great Side, always looking in will i oh i love that there's also i didn't s- listen to much of um natasha pierre and the great comet but there's a song that got added when they moved to broadway called dust and ashes that josh groban sings that uh it's really really good that dude can sing yeah he you know? can sing <laughs> and also i love singing t- along to uh i love musical theater songs that have movements and that song has that where like it they it's got like sec- they got sections. sections yeah mm-hmm. there's like mm-hmm. it's like six minutes and it returns lyrically and thematically and with motifs but like transpo oh it's very very satisfying yeah I, that's for me like the entire soundtrack of ragtime i'm like oh Ooh. just mm, just pour it Ooh. on me like honey mm-hmm. all day long one coming to one coming from america yeah uh, Jack DeSena sings that song all of it all the time. Oh, good for him. Shout out to shout out to Jack. DeSena. Shout out to Jack DeSena. Do you guys, do you know Jack DeSena Sleepy Babies? You should look look up the sketch duo Chris and Jack. Uh, if you've watched Avatar: The Last Airbender, he's also the voice of Sokka. He's also he was on all wow. that as a as a child. He's Jack a voice. Is, Jack is rad. He's he's so rad, and that sketch duo is. Um, they're very, very funny. Very, Jeff, very you're in good. a couple of those sketches. I mean, know? a few which are, um, they're always really fun. Like, they make great stuff. You know, they're really just doing it themselves, and they get a lot of, like, uh, they, like, win streamies and stuff. They both, like, direct really well. Their sketches, are, their web sketches are made at a very high level with just, you know. Considering it's just the two of them. Yeah, yeah. they get, like, VFX, and they um, they really lean into genre in a way that's fun. So check out, I'm just apropos of nothing, check out Chris and Jack. Um, I'm going to sort of rattle off a couple of these real quick, although I think we're getting to the point where we got to wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, we got to wrap this up. Let's um, do a couple quick ones. A couple quick ones. Uh, Mark asked, any chance that a previously recorded fan favorite song can be offered as an MP3? Yes. Subscribe to our upcoming things that we are having that we will tell you more about later. I February. guess next episode we'll really say exactly because that'll be our last. That'll be the last lounge. one. We'll have to. We'll have to. <laughs> we'll have no more time to be. Like, well, here's let's be clear. Uh, we're going to launch with a, with a system that we think is exciting and great. But we also, if we, it's, it's, it's uh, not the best. We, we'll change we'll it. We'll change it. Uh, but yes, we know that um, Breakout MP3s is a big part of what y'all would like. And we're excited to try to make that happen. Um, John asks a recent fan fell in love with you guys immediately. You and Magic Tavern, thank you so much for the reason that he got Stitcher Premium with the show leaving Earwolf. Does that mean your relationship and content on Stitcher Premium will end as well? New stuff, yes. Existing stuff, no. It should still be there. I'm having a weird issue with the Stitcher player right now. It should be back on there soon, but it is not currently. Um, sorry, working on that. Don't know what happened. <laughs> no one's been able to tell me so far. Thank you for these questions. If you didn't hear your question answered this week, guess what? You might hear it next week. <laughs> Maybe next week. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing next week. We'll probably answer some more questions. We'll do some more songs. Lounge January will continue. We will give the 100% full breakdown of what the well, of what everything is. And we'll probably release that in like a smaller bonus like seven-minute thing too just to break it down. 
Yeah. No, but I mean, like it had a, it had a, uh, it was a resonant cousin. Yeah, I echoed what you did. Well, we, thank you so. Wait, you want to do something, Zach? Can we do something as we say goodbye? Yeah. But I'm just letting everyone. I just tell everyone right now. I'm gonna heavily auto tune whatever we do next. Oh, fun. This one's called Fun with Filters. This is our auto tune going away song for this episode Great. that we're giving to you. And then we end with a clever rhyme. But first we have to say, oh no, I can't believe it happened again. We were brought to you by Woodworth the Wooden Frog. I wish we could listen to them. We don't know what sound that word frog makes, but we will find out for you if it takes us to our dying day and now as we say and now as we say and now as we say at, at the, the end, end of, of every episode of if you have some extra You're gonna be a polar bear's best and last hope. Bye. Bye bye.